Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. are now in the Corner Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host with most, Mr. Jared Clem, alongside my sidekick, Darth Kevin, and it's thir- It's not Thursday, folks, but since thanks, we're all be with our families on Thursday, and there can be no live stream. And then Friday, you know, it's Black Friday, and we're all gonna be vacationing, relaxing, whatever, enjoying our days off if we got them or whatever. <clears throat> Mister Podcast and Chill himself, Patrick Donahue, is joining us for a Tuesday edition. This is our Thanksgiving edition, so full show, one sentence game, college football rankings, nine or ten picks. We're going all out today. Plus, Kev's got something weird. I've got a last call that'll knock your socks off, and I'm going to rip BYU apart. Freddy Krueger did that girl in the horror movie. Let's get rocking and rolling. First off, my football was last night. Boys, Tom Brady's now one and three against one and three in prime time this year. Um, Bucks looked. Mike Evans looked strong, like looked like a grown man last night. But Cooper Cup got off the Rams. They just looked. Like, they looked like they were playing better football last night. What was your opinions on last night's game between the Buccaneers and Rams? I'm uh, I'm, oh, go ahead. The the Bucks should have known when signing Tom Brady. I mean, one and three, like you expect this. He's notoriously notoriously one of the least clutch players in NFL history. He always shies away in big games. Like they should have known that. That's why the Patriots didn't want him anymore. They were sick of him, you know, throwing pick sixes in a divisional round game. They, but no, seriously, it. <clears throat> the Bucks have issues. Tom Brady is one of the worst deep field passer or deep throw passers in the league since week seven. Uh, it's, it looked bad. Some of the picks were bad. Mike Evans also, as well as he played, ran one of the laziest routes I've ever seen. He jogged oh, at the yeah. defender and then cut out. And then Tom Brady threw it four yards ahead. I was like, yeah, that's where you should have been if you ran full speed the whole time. Uh, Bucks had some issues. Uh, they're no longer the favorites. Even after the Saints lost, they, you could still argue with the talent they had. They could have been a favorite in the NFC, and now they're just not after losing to the Rams. All right, Pat, what you got? I, two interceptions. I know. I, I when I was last on the show, I made the uh, prediction that Philip Rivers was going to throw uh, two picks in his game. Little did I know, I was really talking about Tom Brady. I I don't know what the, the I don't know what the Bucks are going to do with their season. Like, you know, I, at the start, I was I was super hyped for them, hoping for the best, hoping uh maybe the goat would have a nice uh, Super Bowl run, but. Now I'm not so sold. I'm not really sold on that. I don't know if they take the uh, the NFC. My honest opinion on the game was the Rams. Like I said before, these are the two most bipolar teams in the NFL. One week they smoke somebody they shouldn't. The next week they lose to a game they should. 
so somebody was going to win this game. I honestly thought they were pretty evenly matched. I thought the I thought the pay, the Buccaneers played worse than the Rams played better, but the Rams capitalized. It reminded me a lot actually of Eagles Giants a couple year, weeks ago, where like one team was playing down. I think the Bucks are still a better team than the Rams, but in the same like d- division of t- between the two teams, I, it was very similar to that game where like it was like one team was just playing themselves out of the game, but one team wasn't making mistakes. So I I look at it as I don't think the Rams are a legitimate contender. I think they're still kind of just Sean Sean McVay is still undefeated when he has the lead at halftime. It's just what it is. But um the Bucks they got to figure some stuff out. I, I the Saints have some holes in their system still. Um the Packers are soft as melted mozzarella cheese. I the NFC makes no damn sense to me anymore. So uh, it it just it's just odd. I really don't know what to make any sense of it. So, all right, um, we're moving right along here. It's time for our favorite game. Um, it's time for one sentence game. All right, here we go. So we're gonna start off with Thursday night football. Um, scores eleven. There we go. All right, Cardinals and Seahawks. Kevin, what is your sentence on this lovely showing? Let me pull up these. In front of me, because I always do that, and I this was a while ago. I don't remember it. I killed all my brain cells playing sports growing up. Yeah, that's crazy. That game was this week. I know. It feels 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 so long ago. Um, I'll go first if you want to refresh your memory. Um, both teams' defenses are inconsistent. Way too many penalties. Somehow the Seahawks won. As, as always, like I, I feel like that game kind of the outcome wasn't what I expected, but the game, the, the whole game itself was just like the defense on both teams were just lacking. Uh, <coughs> you know, I still think both Kyler Murray and uh, Russell Wilson had good games in and of themselves, and you know, possible MVP seasons for the, for each of them. But it's kind of hard to to be super competitive when your defense kind of just drops the ball. I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked that Russell Wilson outran Kyler Murray. Actually, what was the difference in yardage? Uh, it was only 27, but Wilson ran it 10 times, and Murray only ran it five. But I think Murray got. I think I don't know. Well, Murray his also shoulder. wanted to run towards the end of his shoulder. <clears throat> his shoulder was busted up. <clears throat> also, uh, no hail Murray this week. Still go buy a shirt. All right, Bengals and the Washington football team. Um, R.I.P. to Joe Burrow, season and knee. Classy move by Haskins, McLaurin, and Chase Young going up and checking on him after the game. Ohio State fandom, I guess, or, or brotherhood. It's kind of a cool scene to see. Also, in, in the words of Dwight Howard, Lord, carry him now. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can really talk about much about uh that game and just not even uh address the issue of joe burrow's knee because that was that was a torn acl from that injury right acl pcl mcl and structural damage wow okay so he's done until at least october of next year minimum yeah i mean he'll be be 
I said minimum, like Kev, like the, like the problem is, is like that's worse than what Wentz had, and it was still like. No, I've seen a lot of comparisons to what Wentz had, and Wentz missed week one. He could be and back by late September. Week two, he also missed, but um, yeah, and Wentz got that in like mid December. Yeah, but the problem is Wentz didn't tear his PCL and his meniscus as well, where Burrow did. Meniscus in the it, it gets weird at that point. Knee injuries are odd as hell, though. I don't know. He may. I'm hoping he's back by mid-September, but I, I, I'm as a realist. I'm thinking mid-October. Yeah, and even even still, I mean, I, I understand that he's young, but how does he come back after that injury? Like, what level of performance can we see from him? Like, is he gonna, is he still gonna scramble? Is he, you know, or is he just gonna kind of become one of those like pocket passers because he doesn't want to like go on the run? You know. Um, Excuse me. Lad. Yeah, I will. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Um, next up, um, Falcons and Saints, Taysom Hill experience. It was something. Yeah. Shout out ESPN fantasy app for letting me start him as a tight end. <laughs> I, had, I think what, like two rushing touchdowns or something. Like it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah he led the team in rushing. I mean, hate to see Drew Reese kind of injured, but. Good on Taysom for stepping up. Also, uh, really surprised, though, that James Winston wasn't named the starter. I think a lot of players were pissed about that, too. I sent a, a, to our boy Cruz, I sent a message, I, I tagged him in something. I saw a report that a couple of players in the locker room were not happy that um, Winston uh, was passed over by uh, Taysom Hill. I mean, the front office and coaching staff has called Taysom Hill Steve Young 2.0. Verbatim, so it makes sense that yeah. he's starting. Uh, also, I, I know also they also paid him like sixteen million dollars to go out and throw the ball. So, also shut the fuck up, Roddy White. Oh yeah, Roddy White, just just get off Twitter. What were uh, what were those uh, comments about? Basically, how the uh, Falcons were going to smack the Saints. Yeah, he said it, that they're putting out a wildcat quarterback. Falcons are going to feast. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of feasts, uh, Steelers-Jags, yeah, this wasn't a trap game. Kev? Can't wait for the Steelers to get smacked around in the divisional round. Yeah. Sounds like they play. Kev? Uh, wasn't even worth watching. I- yeah, it's, it's all right. I saw. I, I knew you were talking about it. Yeah, that game wasn't even worth watching. I didn't pay it any mind. Uh, Jared, I also have a question. I've been mean, meaning to ask you this for two years. Okay. Where do you read the list of games? Because it's not off Google. That's a lot. Yeah. I was going to say, every time I try to get like ahead of the list, uh, I always find it on the NFL's website. Yeah, NFL app. I do that, and I just use Google because it's easier. Well, because I only have my laptop in with the screen. When I run multiple windows, it gets kind of... The NFL app, for some reason, makes my... With pop-up blockers makes my uh my my computer slow down and turns the fan on, so I just use my phone. So. You guys both went right. Yes. Oh yeah, that game was not worth watching. Okay. Um, Patriots and Texans. Let the Pats fans go first. Kev. 
I actually didn't watch this game because I had to watch a fucking Eagles game. I once again, I'm sorry, it's not painful. my choice. I didn't want to watch Eagles game know, either. From I, I watch highlights. Cam Newton didn't look bad. Didn't look yeah, good. But, didn't look bad. Also, uh, any game where Cam Newton throws the ball 40 times, you deserve to lose. Well, yeah, Cam actually did look pretty decent. Um, you know, he didn't look like he didn't look amazing. Um, I personally went into the game thinking that the Pats were just gonna not necessarily have an easy win, but it was gonna be automatic. But um, Demir Bird's catch, did you get a did you get a chance to see that? No, I didn't actually. Yeah, it was it was a crazy deep ball that that Cam just kind of hit him and uh, Bird just made like a last minute adjustment to snag it in for a touchdown. Oh, I did see that actually. Yeah. yeah. But rip Pat season. Um. Yeah. Uh, Texans didn't know you guys had it in you. So I got, I got listen every every once occasionally the blind squirrel catches a nut so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lions and Panthers. It's PJ Walker time, baby. He threw his two first career touchdown. I'm all here for it. Listen, for all the disparity that our teams cost us on Sunday, one of the coolest things I saw this weekend and made me actually very happy was watching that man throw his first career touchdown pass. And it was a good ball, very well thrown, and. It's really cool to see an XFL guy like that actually succeed, even have some any kind of success in the NFL, even if it was just for one game. But the Fal- the Panthers played pretty well. Their defense was lights out, and the Lions looked f- freaking awful. Oh my god, Kevin. At least Lions fans have Calvin Johnson's impending Hall of Fame enshrinement to be excited about. Yeah, Another a, career they forced to end too early. I'll be starting that one. Pat, what do you think? How much longer does Patricia have in Detroit? Um, I'm going to set the countdown at three weeks. <clears throat> New, yeah, yeah, listen, Martha Ford left it. She liked Patricia. I don't think the daughter or son likes him that much, so he might be out soon. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't see my Patricia being a head coach for Detroit much longer. He's going to be a head coach, period. He's not qualified at all. Kevin made that point when he got hired, and I agree with him 100%. All right. Um, <laughs> the game, Titans-Ravens overtime game. Um, You can't stop the Henry train, and wow. I thought it was bad being an Eagles fan. It almost might be worse being a Ravens fan right now. I'm just saying. Because at least my team wasn't predicting to go 16-0. Yikes. Okay. <clears throat> No, it's objectively not true. When one person said they're going to go sixteen and zero, and that person might, might argue, that person might arguably be the dumbest person in sports because you can say Max Kellerman or Stephen A. Smith or Skip Bayless or Shannon Sharp, they are in the hot takes business. People go to Coward for actual takes. Yeah, no, he rescinded Therefore, this he one too. He, okay, so uh, to give yourself credit too, he did rescind it after week one even though they won, but at the same time, I just still like, the Ravens have so much hype this year, and, the, like, Lamar's regressing. And it's being overshadowed because certain quarterbacks with red beards and everyone else are regressing maybe a little more. Uh, Yeah, dude, 
Baltimore, yikes. And uh, Titans rode the Henry train. Kevin, you want to actually give your sentence? King Henry, buy a shirt. Oh, yes. Great merch plug. Uh, Pat, what you got? Derrick Henry plays at a whole different level. He's a he's a man among boys. Have you ever seen his really, workouts? By the way, they're incredible. If I had any drive to work out, I would probably try to copy that. So I can do what he does to defenses every week. So you can do that to shoppers at Bed Bath. Just throw de- Black Friday. <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to shop in here. Henry stiff arm to the ground. Let's go. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not ten items or less. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Eagles, Browns, I'll go first here. Um, Changes are coming. More on last call. Kev? Fire Peterson, bench Wentz, get a new offensive line. I will full-heartedly agree with that. Pat, what you got? Let Chubb score, please. I sat him, and I think it was the second biggest mistake I made this weekend. <clears throat> he he just he gets so many rushing yards, but it was that one I, run where he shoved the guy into the next app, next dimension. That was yeah. like <laughs> that's the only run that saved his at at that point in the game. He had 20 on yards rushing. Kareem Hunt had better numbers, and then that one run got him over 100 yards. And I'm just like, oh boy. That run also broke the game too, by the way. That was the game that kind of that was the play that just broke the game open. At what point did Kareem Hunt have better numbers? Uh, right before that play, because he had that touchdown. Oh no, 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 never mind, never mind, because the touchdown was that drive. Yeah, and Kareem Hunt finished the game with 13 carries for 11 yards and a touchdown. True. So. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, it was that he never had better numbers than uh. The Eagles had Hunt's number except for that touchdown run. They had they were doing pretty good against um, uh, Chubb until that point. So I don't know. It's just that one long run killed that game. On top of the turnovers and bad offensive line play. Also, Jason Peters should pay back every dollar the Eagles have paid him this year. Kev, you and Pat could do a better job locking out there than he could. That's, he made uh, Olivier Vernon look like a Pro Bowler. He made Olivier Vernon look like a damn Pro Bowler. It was it was atrocious. All right. Um. All right, I'm done yelling about that game. Jets Chargers. My boy, Justin gets it a win. Let's go. 16 catches for Keenan Allen, by the way. Franchise record. Good for him. I figured he probably broke a Gates number at that point. This game was just kind of expected. You know, it, it was just one of those games on the schedule where there's there's no reason to watch it. But final score is a lot closer than what I would have guessed. Charge can't play defense, so Kev, what you got? Herbert's got to put up more than freaking what was it? 366 yards and three touchdowns. That's a really good game, but against the Jets defense, that is not good. <laughs> uh, no, considering the numbers he was putting up earlier in the year, I think defense have got a little. I think he's hitting that point in his rookie year, which all rookie quarterbacks hit, where defense is starting to figure him out a little bit. Speaking yeah, of rookie so quarterbacks, they, so they should well, start Tyrod Taylor then, right? No, yes. Shut up. Tyrod, <laughs> it's your time to shine. It's Tyrod yeah, time. I don't think anybody's that. I don't. Listen, 
I, I, I will say this again. No team has ever benefited from quarterback flip-flopping week to week. Um, Dolphins, Broncos. Speaking of quarterbacks, Tua gets benched. Um, I don't think he should have, but you let the kid eat it. You let, you let the kid eat the shit sandwich he made. Like it's Broncos aren't a great team. Melvin Gordon basically was that entire offense. That's all I got. They did say they benched Tua because he was getting hit so much. All right, fair enough. I, I will take that as a consolation to my or a count, cancel out to my point. Also, Pat. dumbest thing I've ever heard. Lefty quarterbacks never succeed in the NFL. Dumbest thing I've ever heard. Who said that? Yeah, that's a hot take. Uh, I'm not going to name names of who said it. However, I came with the facts. Um, was this person? Does this person work for a certain fantasy podcast here at Billy of Sports? I'm not going to name names. I am just going to say that if you are a lefty quarterback in the modern era of the NFL, a.k.a. Super Bowl era, you have a 10% chance of making the Hall of Fame. Fair enough. I feel like, Kevin, very good. You just, Kevin, did you just text us who said it? No, I was doing the math to make sure I was right. Okay. Well, I was going to say Michael Vick, Steve uh, Steve Young. Um, who else? Mike Vick, Steve Young, Ken Stabler, Boomer Esiason. Um, I had the list in front of me earlier. It's all right. You don't have to go crazy on it. Um, no, I'm going to find it real quick because it's. Pat, did you uh, give your sentence for Broncos uh, Dolphins? Well, at least two didn't throw an interception. He's got that over a couple so, of quarterbacks. Silver lining to everything, I guess. Hey, there you go. All right. all right. Are you guys ready for this list? Of lefty quarterbacks? Yes. Found it. Frankie Albert, Terry Baker, Ken Stabler, Bobby Douglas, David Hum, Jim Zorn, Paul McDonald, Boomer Esiason, Steve Young, Scott Mitchell, Todd Marinovich, Marinovich, Mark Brunell, Doug Nussmeyer, Cade McCown, Michael Vick, Chris Sims, Jared Lorenzen, Tyler Palco, Matt Leinart, Pat White, Tim Tebow, Kellen Moore, Tua Tonga Vailoa. There are four, four Super Bowls that were won in that list. Three by Steve Young, one by Ken Stabler. Three different MVP quarterbacks in that list. And two Hall of Famers. It should be, that eh, may not should be, but two Hall of Famers in that list. There you go. All right, next, uh, Cowboys at Vikings. And my response is because I am just that cheesy today. They still suck, but they beat a shitty team. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, um, the Vikings uh, came back to earth. Their hot streak is over. Um, I still think the the Cowboys are awful. I'm still picking Washington. Spoiler alert for Thursday. Uh, but I, I want an excuse to use some music, so uh, there it is. Yeah, uh, Cowboys played a good, decent game. C. Lamb had an insane catch. I'll give credit where credit is due as much as I hate that team. Um... But objectively, they played pretty well. Vikings still suck. Kev? Cowboys looked like a division winner in that game. Oh, boy. Yeah, honestly, right now, probably. Um, 
Pat? CeeDee Lamb and Adam Thielen are really good at catching footballs. Oh, facts. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, yeah, I was going to say the only one to beat that was, like, Thielen's catch. Holy mother of God. It, like, also, just did one week. His shoe came off, and they thought it was a flag. That was my favorite thing in the whole the whole game. Um, now the most fun game of the weekend. Oh wait, no, we didn't cover. Pa- Why did we skip over Packers Colts? That's really odd. Uh, Packers Colts. Kevin, you want to take this one? Those last couple, that like last drive by the Colts was painful to watch because they ran it four times in a row and got four holding penalties in a row. It was so bad. I thought my our offensive line was bad. Oof, Dis- undisciplined wise. Um, their offensive line is pretty good in Indy. Um, yeah, no. My sentence is somebody, a certain somebody's Twitter account got real dark when the Colts started coming back. I noticed. <laughs> I get a text from Kevin. I text Kevin because Sean was at my house. He just left. And then I turn on the game. I'm like, oh, he's not happy right now. And then the game ends. I watched the whole, like, end of the game. And I watched overtime. And I watched this Marquez Valdez-Scandling fumble. Whatever the hell his last name is. And I said I said to Kevin, I'm like, dude, I went and, sh- I went and checked Twitter. And he goes, yo, same. <laughs> and, we, and I was like, that was a real bro moment. Uh, Pat, what is your sentence about... Packers Colts before I give mine. I would like to point out those were flipped, by the way. I said I checked the Twitter, and you said same. Yeah. I said see the game, and then, yeah, okay. So My one sentence here is uh, refs can decide a game. That that certainly was very evident towards the end of the uh, Packers Colts game. Um, My sentence is simply, God, I love being right when it happens. It's, It's always fun. Um... I said the three things the Colts were good at is the things that Packers struggle with. Um, physical defense, running the football, and um, they don't make dumb mistakes. So uh, there you go. Colts may not be a flashy team, but they are built to beat the Packers. So took a little extra time, but you know what? I'll give, I'll give the Colts that one. <clears throat> and then the most entertaining game of the weekend. This game was so much fun. And it made me so sad how it ended. Chiefs Raiders. Oh, my God. My sentence is simply, you had one minute to make one stop. Oh, my God. I feel so bad for Raiders fans this week. Oh, man. they get That team played. I feel bad for their offense. They played their hearts out. Pat? It was uh, my one sentence here is, Derek Carr just has a silly look on his face all the time. If you look at him after he threw that interception at the end of the game, where he just kind of like, he just hucks it up and like knew it was going to be a pick. He just kind of like turns and starts walking back to the bench and just, uh, he gives like a little bit of a grimace, shrugs his shoulders. Like, yeah, that. what did you expect? Like, I'm not throwing it deep. Like, are you kidding me? And then just sat right back down. Manning face 2.0. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. I was right yep. is my sentence. You were right. I mean, it was a lot closer. And I, th- I mean, how how did you think the score was going to go? I didn't give a score prediction, but I did say it was going to be a very close game, but I didn't think the Chiefs were going to lose again to the Raiders. I think if they do play in the playoffs, if the, if the Raiders' defense is fully healthy, I give the Raiders a win. I think the Raiders just have their number. 
I, I think it came down to their defensive lack of communication. That Travis Kelsey touchdown, <laughs> dude, Wide you could have driven two Mack trucks between the distance between him and the safeties. And uh, my one of my gym buddies, a Raiders fan, was like, oh, Jonathan Abram sucks. I'm like, yeah, he sucks. But, like, that's not on him. That's not just on him, man. That's on play calling. They should have known. He, like, they were going to run a seam route to Kelsey. That was so open. Um, And then last one, of course, uh, Rams-Bucks. Uh, my sentence is, yeah, somebody had to win this game in the battle of bipolar teams. <clears throat> Kev? Um... I am very happy that Tom Brady's no longer on the Bucks, so I don't have to go to bat for him every time someone talks shit on Twitter. The Pats. Fair enough. Is the right. is the age of the goat over? Mm. I don't know, Pat. It's time for the age the of the boat. Finishes up. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling a little bit like. You know those those bounce back games that Tom has. You know when he was in when he was in New England, they're just not as they're not really springy. Like we'll see. I th- I think this is kind of that last season where where Tom actually puts up like good numbers. But even still, I don't know if this this is gonna, even with all the weapons he has on that team. I don't know if he's gonna throw together this crazy season that I was thinking at the start of the start of the year we were gonna get. Yeah, I don't know. It's. It's looking a little less um, optimistic for uh, fans of the Buccaneers or of just Brady bandwagoners. All right. So, Kev, something big. It's it's finally that time of year again, man. The stuff that you and me love the most when the real rankings come out. CFP rankings came out this week. My Canes came in at 10. Your, your Crimson Tide are rightfully number one. Complaints. Thoughts, surprises, disappointments. What do you got for me as our resident college football nut? Uh, I don't think BYU should have been in it. I don't think they should have necessarily been close. I do think 14 is a little low for them being 9-0 and and beating teams the way they have been. If they were 9-0 and and winning close games, that'd be one thing. But they're beating teams soundly. I think 14 is a little low. I would have them in the top 10, definitely. I'd probably bounce Georgia down to 12 and then just slide up BYU to where to the nine spot where Georgia is. But other than that, I don't really have many complaints. I think Alabama, Notre Dame at one and two makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Clemson at three. You could make an argument Ohio State at three instead of Clemson because the Clemson lost to Notre Dame and Clemson really did not look good against Boston College. Uh, they yeah. did get A&M over Florida right because A&M beat Florida. Mm-hmm. They're at five and six. And this goes back to the BYU thing. Cincinnati at seven, but BYU at 14 makes no sense to me. Yeah, no, like if you're going to be one thing, be consistent. I completely agree with that. I think Cincinnati should have been like 13 or 14. <clears throat> I am on the opposite side. Like I said, I think BYU should be higher. Uh, Northwestern at five and zero. Oh, they're a sneaky undefeated team. I have no problem with them at eight. They are. They beat Indiana, who was ranked pretty. Or did they beat Wisconsin? Yeah, Wisconsin. Still, Wisconsin looked good in their first game, and then took off three weeks because of COVID. Uh, Georgia's too high. That's my one thing. Georgia at number nine is too high. Oh yeah, no. I, I and as much as you want to rip my Hurricanes, I think they should be ranked higher because of record over Cincinnati. But I mean, not Cincinnati. Um, Georgia. 
That's the one complaint I have. Yeah, I think I think you can make an argument for. I think it should be BYU at nine, and then Miami, and like a close. Like if you put numbers on it, it'd be like BYU's nine, Miami's like nine point two. They're just really close, but BYU just gets the edge because they're undefeated. I would have agreed with you if it wasn't for the story I heard this week that I'll talk about in a little bit. But like I, BYU had my respect. This week up until about I heard this story well, I think this morning like 6 a.m. I was reading I was reading something about it but uh, and then Honestly, the I rest I mean Iowa at 24 three and two I don't love but I don't know who else you would put there uh, I think look for Coastal Carolina to keep moving up they're winning games convincingly the Chanticleers are doing a phenomenal job on that turquoise turf they have you'll love to see it all right. Uh, yeah, also, I don't know. Army should be number four, obviously. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't want to be the one to say it. I'm glad that no, you I'd be biased if you said it, but because I can say it for you. It, Army should be four. Yeah. That, I if mean, you ignore their record and how they've looked on the field, they should be number four. I mean, the only game that they really played, like, terribly, it was against Cincinnati. And I, I personally feel like Cincinnati's ranked too high, so Army doesn't even belong in top twenty, top 25 this year. Wait, Kev, you took the Bucks or Rams? Bucks. You said shake head, yes or no? And you said Bucks, and I shook my head, yes. Okay, so then Pat won this week, by the way, boys and girls. <laughs> I I don't believe that for a second, sir. <laughs> because you hit your upset pick. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Kev each had three, and you had four. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, first time in Corner Booth podcast history, the underdog. Definitely fucking won. <laughs> Kev would have won if he hate took if he if I I was about to give him the Rams pick and I'm like you know let me just let me just text him and see what he took and he goes and took the Bucks I'm like oh shit that one yeah I don't want to lie yeah no no I I if I if if you know because we all took OSU obviously smart pick I didn't think Indiana was gonna pull it off they actually made the game closer than I thought though um we all took Wisconsin it's an L right there um. Me and Kevin took Oklahoma State. Pat, oh Pat, you actually got five, dude. Wait, oh, on. dab on the haters. Wait. No, you got four. Never mind. But still, good Never job. Never mind. Pat. Not dabbing on haters. <laughs> you know. So, um, then Pat took Oklahoma. Uh, I was the only one who took the Colts. We all took Kansas City. And then we all got wrong in the box. And then Pat his upset pick. So that's two. We didn't all take Kansas City. Yeah, we did. All week you were saying other oh, Raiders were going to win again. But I took Kansas City. Go back to the tape. I took Kansas City. I even marked it down. On the tapes. Yeah, so we all took Kansas City. That's three, uh, four. No, Pat, you actually got five, dude. What was the last pick that got me extra point? Uh, you took the um. Oklahoma Sooners over Oklahoma State. Okay. <laughs> Elite picking methods, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so Pat wins this week, boys and girls. Just crazy. Pat gets his five. Uh, I get three. Kev gets three. And there you go. All right. And so, percentage-wise, that's where we call it, right? Like, this is where we end, like, the picking season? Yeah, it's Kev like fantasy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kev would still probably win by about a foot. I'm coming after you. I'm 
hot all on right. your heels. Uh, yeah. All right, so coming for that ass. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Moving on. Not only fans, conversation, Jeff, Kevin. Subscribe, subscribe to me, right. Kevin's only. Speaking of college football, we got two two big stories here before we move into um. God, I can't remember my handwriting. Oh no, it's the football picks. Um. Dabo Sweeney, you got something, Kev. Let's hear it. Let's let me hear you rip your favorite coach to rip. Shut the fuck up, Dabo. Oh my god. Damn, like, coming in hot fastball. He keeps getting asked about which is fine, but he is saying like, look, when LSU had to cancel because of COVID, like the the team didn't say this. Fans were saying, like, oh, LSU's scared, they just don't want to play Alabama. They don't want that ass whooping after all talking all that shit all offseason. Dabo keeps bringing up Oh no, Florida State just didn't want to play us. They they should take a fork. Shut up, Dabo. Half of your team has COVID. Your starting quarterback got COVID. This is a safety issue because your team can't stop getting a virus when Florida State has not had a lot of issues lately. It's not like they suddenly the day the game came out and said, Oh, by the way, three quarters of our team has COVID. No. It was canceled because of your team, Dabo. And I don't like Florida State. I don't care for them. They are irrelevant to me. However, shut up, Dabo. Oh, my God. You are probably one of the few people on earth who has not necessarily done anything wrong. They just won't shut up. And therefore, everyone hates them now. Before, Alabama fans were like, oh, once Dabo's done at Clemson, he should come here. He should come home. Coach, now... hashtag never Dabo has been trending amongst Alabama fans for a while because the man can't shut his mouth. Oh, no, Dabo's a tool. I hate Dabo. I hate Clemson. hate Lawrence. Injury faking little bitch. Um, I agree with you, though, because Florida State, as the resident ACC guy here, the worst team in the ACC for containing COVID were were Clemson and then the Virginias and Wake Forest. That's who had the problems. And Notre Dame, too. Um, Miami had a little bit of problems, but they were able to keep the guys separate because they were on that little micro-bubble system they run. I don't know. I don't understand it. I read the I read the paperwork for It's weird. But Florida State, honestly, to their credit, which I will rarely give credit to that crap hole in Tallahassee, has been very good about COVID this year. So hats off to the boys up in Tallahassee. They've done okay. Dabo, shut the hell up. Your team basically has paid off the ACC for five years to be good. The refs always give you calls. Don't sh- don't talk. Seriously. You ready Kevin, for more on angry news? Or Kevin, oh. Kevin, you want to have anything down on that? Yeah, how's your blood pressure after that, Kevin? Through the fucking roof. My Apple Watch told me I'm in a goddamn panic attack after that. <laughs> All right. My God, I hate Dabo. All right, so I alluded to this before. We were talking about the college football, college football playoff rankings. BYU is ranked what, Kevin? Eighth? Ninth? No, fifteenth. Fifteenth, right? Fourteenth. Fourteenth, okay. Um, Cincinnati's ranked seven. I was all about putting BYU ahead of, you know, a team like my team like Miami, who basically has played only two good teams all year and barely beat one of them and got their ass kicked by the other. I will say this. BYU had my respect with their boy with Kev's boy, Zach Wilson. And that whole squad. I thought they were going to be a good team. They they earned my respect when they beat the snot of beat out of Boise State. Then it comes out. Washington reached out and they both have an empty spot in their game. 
they reached out and said, hey, let's play let's play our game for the schedule. I don't know how it worked, but I guess it was re- they reached out. They both had an open spot on their schedule, and boy, and BYU declined. Gave no reason, just declined. And it was by the same hardo that me and Kevin have ripped apart before. I don't remember the guy's name. Um, he's one of these college football content very hard. I don't know the guy's name. I'll have to look it up later. But no, 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 no. Independent podcast guy. I don't know what his name is. He's big on TikTok. I can't remember his name though right now. If this is true, that BYU just basically rejected it for no reason, BYU has no business being inside the top 15. I'm sorry. You have not played anybody inside a Power 5 conference all year. I don't even think Cincy deserves to be in that conference. Neither does Georgia. None of them, neither of those teams deserve to be in the top 10. My Hurricanes barely deserve to be there. And here's the kicker. I don't want to hear a single damn word out of a BYU fan the rest of the season. Because this that just proved they know Washington is not a great team by any stretch this year. They're having a down year. If they if they're unless they cite safety concerns, which I understand, but there's nothing to like back that up right now. If they just decline it's to decline it, they got nothing to say. No, done. They don't deserve a spot in the college football rankings higher than 15. They're just another one of these high rent these non-Power 5 schools who goes undefeated. That's all they are to me at this point. I don't care. BYU's dead to me. So there you go. I would agree with you any other year. If last year, next year, two years, because next year this is probably going to be an issue again. Uh, if they, if Washington said, hey, we asked them, we both had an open week, and they said no, yeah, I'd agree with you. But this year, they, they weren't asked about it yet. This just came out on Twitter today. It, safety concerns is a big thing because there are logistics behind taking your team, traveling to Washington, or having Washington travel to you, that you have to put in quarantines, protocols, that you've been planning for weeks, and now you'd have to suddenly do that all on the fly. I I don't know if this was on the fly. I, this may have been weeks in advance. I want a clarification on the story, but if, like, there has been planning in it for weeks, and, like, they made this reach out, because it, it, it came out, I saw this video last night, so it was a Monday. It may have come out last week. It, this may have been in the works for a couple of days. I want to get clarification on this before I will on our month Tuesday show next week. I will have a full report on this. But if this is true that they have had weeks to prepare with you're saying with all the safeties, quarantines, all that other stuff, no excuse. If it was a last minute thing, like it was the week of, then yes, Kevin, you are fully right. This year they had they have an excuse here. So I will yeah, agree with I, that point. I, I just want to wait till both schools. Make a statement about it rather than going by what I saw on Twitter. No, I agree completely. If it it's gonna it's weird. I I still don't think BYU is a top ten team to me. I honestly respect them more than Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati really isn't beating any good teams this year. They just kind of just hung around with. They've beaten the snot out of a bunch of AAC teams and a bunch of their non conferences. That's basically it. Yeah, they uh, they defeated a powerhouse triple option team uh, army. So, you know, oh. they, they really certainly deserve to be number seven. They should be top five then. Yeah, and I mean that a game. Powerhouse like army. Yeah, I mean, wow. That was only like a two score two score win for them or something like that. Like it wasn't a it wasn't a blowout. There you go. All right, you boys and girls, ready for our holiday 
nine pack. It's a Thanksgiving special, boys and girls. Here we go. Let's crack open that two-hearted. We have a All sponsor, right. though. <gasps> we do. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Kevin, are you doing some whiskey out of it what yet or it? no? What is it? Not, are we doing the nine pack? Nine pack, yeah. I'm not doing whiskey. I don't have enough. I got to save some for when I'm dealing with my family on Thanksgiving over Skype. Well. But Kong Beer Bong, it's a koozie. It's a beer bong. They are sponsoring the Holiday Nine Pack. I will tweet out our link because we have a special link. I wish they could have just given us promo code, but I hate bubbles. So I will say, I uh, so I ordered mine like earlier this week. I'm actually super excited for it. Like I was hoping to get it like by the time that we were doing like a like the next live stream or something, but because of the holiday, like it's just gonna end up working out that way. Yeah, no, it's it's a nice product. I gotta get used to using it. I just got this yesterday, and if I am doing a beer bong on Sunday night for no reason, my family might force me to go to AA. So, but now we have a reason. Kong beer bong. I haven't done one of these since college. He's doing one on air. This is beautiful. I mean, we might have yeah. to get this video clip. Yeah, just send it to you. We're gonna tweet this out later. But Kong beer bong, it's a great product. It's really cool. And let's get it. Time for the Thanksgiving nine pack. There you go. Astrovia, dude. Cheers, boys. Roll tide. All right. So we're kicking it off with the Thanksgiving games. Lions, Texans, two teams have disappointed every oh, some people this year. Um, the Lions have been playing to basically to expectation. Um this game is a crap hole, but it should be fun. Who you guys got? Who? Uh, man. Uh, the spread on this game is Texans minus three. In Detroit? Uh, me fans. Detroit, so. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going with the hot team here. I'm going with uh, the team that didn't get shut out on Thursday. I'm going with the Texans. Deshaun Watson's playing fun ball. I think he's happy that Bill O'Brien's gone. Still got some good receivers. Jeff Okuda looks like he's slow. He's not playing up to his uh, potential so far. That line, that Lions team just needs to get rid of uh, Matt Patricia now, cut bait, and just kind of kick around a little bit until the end of the season. Uh, I, I got Texans. Yeah, I'm really thankful for uh, Deshaun Watson uh, last week in fantasy football, putting up like I think it was like 33 points or something. You know, sucks that he had to play the pass to do that, but uh, I'm gonna I'll, t- I'll take the Texans over the Lions in this game for sure. I feel like I saw a lot better. They looked better against the Patriots uh, than they have all season, so hopefully they can keep that momentum going into Thursday. Yeah, I'm taking the Texans. They love Romeo Cornell. They're so happy to see. Uh, Bill O'Brien out of there. They're playing for this guy. I I think they should probably keep him on next year, too. See how it works out. Uh, I'd be up for it. I mean, he would be still the oldest coach in the NFL by a damn mile. But, um, yeah, I, I honestly so clean sweep on the Texans here. I, I, I'm, you know what? 
I have a really feeling, but I think we're going to see a lot of scoring this, in this game. I think we're going to see a lot of DeAndre Swift where he's, I think, upgraded to questionable and possibly probable. Uh, Stafford playing, Galladay should be playing, so it should be a fun game. All right. Washington, Dallas, every year it's the same game. Every year it's always disappointing. I got the Alex Smith-led Washington. I They are just going to get after Andy Dalton early and often. That pass rush is still dynamite. And the worst part of that Dallas Cowboys offense is that offensive line. I'm going with Washington here. Can we pick upsets during the Thanksgiving game, or are these just a special three? I, did we allow that last year? What was the line in this game, by the way? Minus three, Dallas. I mean, if you want to take Washington as your upset, go for it, Kev. Uh, yeah, Washington's my upset. I think they're going to pull it out. Uh, Dallas has no defense. And mm-hmm. Washington, with some veteran leadership in Alex Smith, he played well last week. He's got Terry McLaurin. Their ground game's okay. Some days it's better than others, but I think their defense is good enough to slow down Dallas enough. Get after the quarterback with that front seven. Hopefully don't break another quarterback, but I think they're going to give Alex Smith fits. I think they should probably go back to Dwayne Haskins early in this game so Alex Smith doesn't almost lose his leg again. But you're still taking Washington? Yeah. Okay. You guys Uh, ever ever just get a hunch? You can't explain it. You just, you feel like the Cowboys are just going to pop off for some reason that, you know, Amari Cooper might just put up like one of the best games of the season. Yeah, give up. He's not going to help you in fantasy this week. <laughs> Amari Cooper, I'm calling on you, buddy. Don't make me regret, don't make me regret drafting you in like every league that I'm in. But I, I feel it. I really do feel like the Cowboys are, are going to pop off um, against Washington and call it a hunch. Maybe maybe Zeke will even kind of carry the team a little bit, but I, I really think as a whole team, Cowboys win this. Also, I'm an idiot. I think it was the beer bomb. Somehow I gave the Washington football team's quarterback room to the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know how I messed that up that badly. I mean, I would love to see a Garrett Gilbert sighting on Thursday. So, like, I love that kid's game. I think he's got no fear. So... Um, he better have no fear after Andy Dalton dies. Yeah, basically. Chase Young's going to smush him like a bad pancake, dude. Um, right, Pat takes the boys. All right, Ravens-Steelers, the night game in Heinz Field. Ravens are skidding like crazy. Steelers are still undefeated. I really smell upset here, but I'm still taking the Steelers. I just think that all they just gave Baltimore fits last time. And that def- that we, we said the last time. The difference between these two teams before Lamar started downfalling. This was the game that this last time they played was the last time that Lamar kind of went. Woo-hoo. I'm telling you right now, the biggest issue with the Steelers is the fact that they're running running the games. Eh, half the half the Ravens are on. There's like 19 guys on the COVID list right now. So give me ball. Give me Pittsburgh in a big one here. Yeah, this is the like, same pose. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, I really do feel like this is an easy win for the – I won't say easy. I, I think it's it's still a win for the Steelers. Um, we, we touched on it earlier. Lamar Jackson isn't really playing well. Like, he's regressed since last year. Um, and the Steelers just on defense and offense are solid all around. I, 
I don't see a way that the Ravens kind of run off with this game. Give me the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson struggles against good defenses. Uh, in, when he can't run, that you have him beat. And they have an athletic linebacker in Devin Bush. Put him on a spot. What? Out of the season. He is? Since when? Like week seven. I don't really care about the Steelers, so I don't follow it. But still, I mean, TJ Watt's still athletic enough. You can contain uh, Lamar Jackson even with this defense. So, yeah, yeah give no, me the Steelers. No, they do have an athletic defense. Even without Devin Bush, they've still played very well this year. So, to more to Kevin's point, um, the the addition of Minkus Fitzpatrick, we all made fun of them last year when they were, like, out of the playoffs, and they still made it. They traded their first-round pick for this guy, and yet – He's a huge difference maker on that defense, along with everyone else they've got back there. Their pass rush with Bud Dupree and TJ Watt is phenomenal. So, yeah, clean sweep on the uh, uh, on the um, Steelers there. So, Pat, you were the only person who didn't go clean sweep with us. You broke up the clean sweep on Thanksgiving this year. Wow. Uh, because last year, me, Savannah, and Kevin all went clean sweep across the board for all the games, I do believe. And we all went 3-0. Look, I'm oh, just I, trying to carry that momentum into next week. Wow, well, watch. Yeah. The Cowboys are going to win. And I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to be throwing stuff. All right. Colts, Titans, round two. Let's see if the Titans don't disappoint me this time. Kev, what is the line on this nightmare? Indy minus three and a half. Ooh. I'm taking the Titans my upset. We're doing this. Okay, so... I last week my upset was a little disappointing. Don't want to talk about it. I believe in leaning on Derrick Henry. I believe in AJ Brown being an animal. I believe on Ryan Tannehill not turning the ball over. I believe that Philip Rivers will turn the ball over. Also, the running game for the Texans looked a little sh- tight. Uh, Colts looked a little shaky in the final seconds against Green Bay. So give me Tennessee as my upset. Kevin, give me the Colts. You know, I think they're going to be riding high after that Packers win. Phillip Rivers has looked good as of late. You could argue that it's only a matter of time before he returns to form. But this defense, I mean, they held Derrick Henry to 100 rushing yards last time. And that's, that's the magic number. If you can get him to stop at about 100, I think at 103, you're going to win the game. Uh, I Honestly, I trust Phillip Rivers at this point more than I trust Ryan Tannehill. Not as much with turnovers, just I trust Phillip Rivers to make plays more. And, I mean, last week they held Aaron Jones to 41 rushing yards. I I trust this defense still. I trust these weapons, and I trust Phillip Rivers. And that's probably a Braves man's last words, saying you trust Phillip Rivers. But the man doesn't even know how to use a contraceptive, for God's sake. But... Got to grab it, baby! <laughs> But, you know, yeah, give me the Colts. All right, Pat, Colts, Titans, who you got? Yeah, to, to kind of just touch on what Kevin had said, I mean, the Colts did a real good job last time of stopping Derrick Henry, and that, that offense, I feel like, is just so built around Derrick Henry's run. And the Colts are just really good at stopping the run in general. So as long as their defense can hold up and, and keep Henry to, I'll even say 150 yards, they get, they get a win on this. All right. So I'm lone wolf in here. I'll take it. All right. 
Buccaneers, also, Chiefs, Auburn to upset Alabama. Pat, I'm looking at you. I'm going to burn your house down. <laughs> Pat, oh, boy. you won't. Is it my katana's time to shine? <laughs> burn it to the ground. I got you. All right. All right. Chiefs, Bucks. I'm roll. I'm just taking this one in. I got the Chiefs, man. Oh, boy. I, I, it's not... It's not that the Buccaneers aren't a bad, aren't a good team. It's the fact that the Chiefs just took arguably one of the better teams in the league, the Raiders, the distance, and pulled it out. Do the Chiefs play down to competition? Yes. Do the Chiefs have a better offense than the Buccaneers and less like chaotic in the locker room? Yes. Do the Chiefs have a better quarterback? Yes. Chiefs have better receivers? Eh, maybe. I don't know. I'm going with the Chiefs. It's not close. It's, it's gonna. It's they're gonna pull away towards the end. Edward Tolaire will be the difference, by the way. Is uh, I'm assuming here that the Bucks would be the upset pick, right? Like that's that's just an objective truth on the money line. Yeah, Chiefs are minus three and a half, and it is in Raymond James in Tampa. All right. That's a six. I, I know I bashed Brady earlier a little bit on the uh, on the podcast, but give me this is my upset game. Let's see if Tom can just do that that little like quick come around uh, or comeback thing. Let's see if he can put uh put Mahomes in his place. Wow, all of our upset we're all taking gimmies this week. Holy crap! No upsets in the in, in, our, in our freebies. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs are a better team. I think all across the board. <coughs> sorry, across the board, I think the Chiefs are a better team. I think receivers, you could maybe make the argument that the Bucks are better just with the star power, but the Chiefs have been playing together with this core for a couple of years now. This is a whole new core for Tampa. Yes, it's week 10, I think. And they've had time to get together, but you haven't seen that really. They have not looked good together in big moments. And I think that's going to be the difference maker. Patrick Mahomes and that offense look good in big moments. So give me the Chiefs. I realize I never said that I was taking the Chiefs. Oh, no, I already marked it down. I kind of figured you were going to, the way your conversation. You weren't going to pull a mean, completely flip at the end of the sentence. So it's only backfired me once picking before you finish your sentence. <laughs> All right, last one. Pat's Cardinals in Scottsdale or in Foxborough? It's in Foxborough. What's the forecast looking like for Sunday, boys? Um, 49 and sunny. All right. Give me the Cardinals. It's going to be so close. I think Bill is going to have a game plan for Kyler. But if there's one person, if there's one type of quarterback that always gives Bill Belichick a little bit of trouble, it's Kyler Murray. And I just don't think it's not the Kyler Murray type, the scrambler, the guy who improvises, likes to run. Um, give me the Cardinals because their offense is just, the, who, who's Gilmore going to cover? Oh, di, oh, Hopkins. Okay. Uh, Kirk's open. Oh, and they still have Chase Edmonds and, you know, Canyon Drake out of the backfield. They still have a decent tight end core and he's a ball. It's not a, it's just so much offense. I think the Patriots will put up a fight, but once again, if they fall behind, Cam Newton throwing the ball 40 times, kind of a recipe for disaster. So, uh, I am going to take the Cardinals here. 
This pains. Can like, you look at your passing kitty stone, dude? You almost talked me into taking the Patriots. I I know. I can see the gears turning in your head. I can see the smoke of anger coming out. You almost talked me into it because you're an idiot. Oh, who's going to cover Christian Kirk? Oh, who's going to cover? Oh, only the number two graded, oh, number no, I forgot three graded cornerback from last year, J.C. Jackson. Mm-hmm. However, DeAndre Hopkins is a big physical receiver, and Stephon Gilmore this year has shown he struggled with that. Stephon Gilmore is having a down year. Hell, I would put Stephon Gilmore on Christian Kirk. See what J.C. Jackson can do on DeAndre. You got Devin Cordy over the top. He's getting up there, but he's still good in coverage. And then there's Fitz. <laughs> that... Pass rush is pretty good for the Patriots. Chase Winovich is a good young pass rusher. However, they don't have linebackers. If Kyler Murray takes off and he gets into the second level, you're screwed. He's getting five, ten yards every time. I hate doing it. Give me the Colts. Give me the Cardinals, not the Colts. I'm an idiot. Patrick. Yeah, this is this is really painful to say, but give me the Cardinals. Um, you're. I don't really know if we ever on this podcast have talked about how J.C. Jackson might actually be a better, like, corner than Stephon Gilmore this season. Because Stephon Gilmore, when we've seen him play this year, it he's not playing, like, the number one corner in the NFL. J.C. Jackson, it's pick every game. You know, he disrupts plays, and he's, you know, he's, he's out there performing. But I don't think it's going to be enough to disrupt the Cardinals. And you're right, like, Kyler's just going to run over, run over the Patriots, so... Cardinals it is. All right, time for gimmies. Kevin, what is your gimme no, this week? Not. What is it? We all took upsets. Yeah, it is. Oh, it was colleges. Damn it. I forgot. So many picks. There we go. <laughs> all right. Iron Bowl. Alabama-Auburn. Who's hosting this year? It's in, Alabama. It's in Tuscaloosa, I'm pretty sure. No, it's not. Eh. Yeah, it's in Alabama. So, I'm very messed up because I went to the Iron Bowl my senior year, and I still think my senior year was a year ago. I'm getting old. I hate it. It's in Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. It is Alabama's minus 23 and a half, and there have been reports that Greg Byrne, Alabama's athletic director, is going to allow 100,000 people in the stadium. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. I'm running with Alabama. I'm taking my money if I was you. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, yeah. It's a clean sweeper I for Alabama. I uh, was ready. I was getting my lighter. <laughs> uh, so, I think – I hate the cliche, throw out the record books when these teams play. However, that is true with Alabama, Auburn, and the Iron Bowl every year. Throw out the record. It doesn't matter. This is the – if you have a lost season, this is the game you care about. However – Mac Jones, uh, Devontae Smith, Najee Harris. This offense is loaded even without Jalen Wallace. You also have Malachi Richards. Uh, give me Alabama with the points. All right. Last week, I didn't think they'd cover against Kentucky, and they blew them out by 60. <laughs> that was on you, pal. I even thought they were going to cover that one. Um, that game, it was way. 30 and a half. I figured, you know, they hadn't played in a week. It's, it's Alabama, though. It's, it's Kentucky, man. They're having a down season. No, they uh, are not having a down season. They're having a regular having season. Kentucky. season. Last year was an up season. I was going to say, all right. 
So three Pat, you're on band two, right? Yeah, okay. So we're clean sweep. Uh, UNC Notre Dame. I I want to pick UNC here, but the last time I picked against Notre Dame, they killed me twice. So I'm gonna take the fighting fucking Irish. All right, you know what? Oh god, this me it hurts more to pick in Clemson. It's in Chapel Hill. Notre Dame's minus three and a half. Uh, I think Clemson without Trevor Lawrence is still a better team than North Carolina across the board. I would rather have Clemson's backup five-star freshman quarterback than Sam Howell. So give me Notre Dame. I'll take Notre Dame too. Strike while the iron's hot, and I feel like they—they're they, not playing like the Notre Dame that I think of when I think of Notre Dame from like previous seasons watching college football. Why? Because they look good. Yeah, they look halfway decent. All right. Iowa State, Texas. Kevin, what the hell is the line on this game, by the way? So it's in Austin at DKR, Texas Memorial Stadium. Texas is minus one and a half. Ooh. Um, ooh. Ooh. Okay. Um, oh, oh, God, I hate this because Texas, every time I pick against Texas, they burn me. But every time I pick Texas, they burn me. So I'm taking a loss either way. I'm going Cyclone. Screw you, Texas. Oh, my God. Every time I pick Texas, they burn me. So, Or I pick against them, they burn me. I, I can't win with these losers. Yeah, I kind of enjoy watching Texas. I'll take Texas in this. I am going with Tejas in this one. Yeah, I'm screwed uh, now. Kevin picked Texas to win automatically. Horns up, baby. Go buy a Those tailgate seat with the horns up on it. I think Texas is a better team than Iowa State. Also, Iowa State Cyclones is a stupid name, and also I don't think Iowa State should be in the Big 12. That has always bothered me. So fuck you, Iowa State. Can Shut I change up. my pick yet? No. <laughs> you changed your pick literally two hours before kickoff once. Yeah, because you, because I forgot that the game was canceled. It was canceled the day after we made picks, and then you texted me reminding me, and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, I'm changing it." So I should be able to change it on the show. Was the game canceled? No, but it doesn't matter. Also, I'm joking. I don't care. Okay, I'm going with Texas too. Hopefully, it's a kiss of death for these losers. All right, clean sweep on Texas. Um. Oh, all right, gentlemen, gimmies. Give me your gimmies. Let's hear it. Is Clubsit playing this week? Uh, no, they're not. Jared, don't hate me. Yes, they are. They are? They're playing Pitt. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. All right, no, all right. I'm no, not pick. picking that, Gabe. Yeah, hell no. <laughs> Uh, Pitt is the king killer over there in Clemson. I'm not taking that. I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. Give me – what are some other college football games? Because I know oh, – crazy thought here. Crazy thought here. If Clemson loses to Pittsburgh and Miami and Notre Dame went out, Clemson doesn't even make the ACC title game. Just think about that for a second. If, yeah, if Miami, the college football playoffs, which sucks. 
Eh, we'll see. If they lose, if they lose the pit, they're dropping. As much as they love Clemson, no, no, they can't. No, no, they'll be a two-loss team at that point. Never mind. Um, yeah, no, it'll, that's what I'm saying. It'll be Miami versus Notre Dame in the in this a- ACC final. And as much as you rick my canes, they actually have the the speed to beat a Clemson team. I mean, uh, a Notre Dame team. I'm just saying, she's getting crazy. What? I know my upset. You mean your gimme? Yeah, my gimme. Sorry, yeah, this huh, is not. I wonder upset. who it's going to be. Both of you guys are looking at me like you got stakes. Yeah. <laughs> so both of you, one of you can only one of you can take it. So who says it first? As a minus twenty-seven and a half, give me the Buckeyes over the Fighting Illini. Oh wow. Okay. So Kev, Kev, yeah. So Kev takes OSU. Oh no, I thought Kev, I thought you were gonna take something else, and I was like, Oh, I'm, well, I'm buddy. Taking, I, I'm, I'm taking what he didn't. Give me Seahawks over Eagles. I said I was never going to pick the Seahawks again because Jared bitches until I feel bad and pick something else or somehow the the Eagles win. I have no shame. All right, Pat, I hope you just gave my boys the kiss of life here. So That's also why I didn't pick them. Whenever I pick them, pick someone over them, the Eagles win. I'm hoping Pat changes that. I mean, it is in Philly. There is a chance for that to happen, but. There's also clear skies, and there's a lot of fun stuff that I've been hearing. Oof, oh, boy. It's, last calls me a doozy. All right, my gimme. Oh, God. Um, give me Coastal Carolina Shannon Clears over Texas State. There you I go. I like it. My uh, my boy Connor also was about to go to CS, CSU until he didn't they didn't like his major. So there you go. Okay, did I went to high school with was going to go to Coastal Carolina to play football, and then he had they said he needed to have like a two point five GPA. Uh, yeah, he did not go to Coastal Carolina to play football. <laughs> yeah, Coastal Carolina is like, like. I think you need a 2-5 to play in most colleges. So but was, in high school, they said you need a 2-5 to get in to play football here. Dude, I had a 2-9 oh, and I had senioritis. How hard does it get a 2-5? I have no idea. I stopped carrying my, like literally a week into my senior year and still graduated with a 2-9, so I don't know. Um, All right, Kev. Actually, no, Pat, you got some You got some feel good for us. What you got I, for us? Yeah, I do. So everyone's uh, favorite philanthropist, uh, Marshawn Lynch, was apparently spotted just handing out up to 200 free turkeys in Hawaii. Um, as we all know, Marshawn Lynch is just a really good dude. And this is just a little little piece of him giving back to his community. Also, still the funniest thing I've ever seen was the Super Bowl commercials for Eagles. Uh, Eagles, uh, what's it called? No, it wasn't that one. It was the different one. Was the, was it, it was the, was it the St. I don't know which one it was. It had the Patriots in that Super Bowl, but it was when he was handing out Skittles to people in Ireland, and it was hysterical. I think it might have been. I think it might have been uh, the uh, Falcons Patriots Super Bowl. I, I, yeah, that's what I was gonna guess too. Also, yeah. fun fact: this isn't anything new. When he was on the Seahawks, there's a clip of him on the sidelines talking to Richard Sherman, and Richard Sherman's like, "Oh, what are you doing for Christmas?" Marshawn Lynch went, "Christmas. I gotta get through Thanksgiving. I'm gonna be in my hood ha- handing out turkeys." Yeah. And no, then Richard Sherman's like, oh, I'll join you. 
It really you know, shows. Marshawn Lynch is honestly one of the best dudes in sports, honestly. You know, he really does care about his community, and he he does not forget where he came from. Um, hats off to him, as always. No, I feel like, too, you always are... hear these stories of, like, him just doing this kind of stuff. And that's why it's not even surprising. It's just it's good on him. That's why he signed with Oakland, because he grew up in Oakland. Also had the best sideline dance that got put into Madden, which was hysterical. Um, as a guy who has all of his players do team celebrations every time, that is because I missed 2017 when everyone actually did it instead of just like posing for the camera and running off. Um, get back to celebrating, you jackasses. All right, Kevin, you got something weird for me? I have something a little weird. It's not really weird. It's also another feel-good thing. I'm all for feel-good, so... So Thanksgiving's coming up mm-hmm. this Thursday, as we all know. Uh, for those, this isn't weird. We're just going to give a brief history of Thanksgiving. Uh, for those who don't know, 1621, the Pilgrims in Plymouth invited Poconoke at Wampanoag to share a feast that lasted three days. Uh, after those three days, obviously, you know, America had a great, fruit, fruitful, very healthy partnership with the Nittnams King. We massacred them and stole their land. However, there is one country that has a phenomenal relationship with Native Americans. And not only Canada, they did the same thing. Even they're like, oh, sorry, like we're so... No, you also massacred people and stole land. Shut up. Thanks, Canada. Ireland. Ireland actually has a great friendship with different Native American tribes. In the 17th century, when the Native Irish were forced out of Eastern Ireland to Connacht... Connacht? I think it's Connacht, actually. Uh, by Oliver Cromwell, who my sister said I have to demonize. He was a piece of shit. Uh, so they were sent there. Shit. Really rocky soil. They can't grow anything except potatoes. In 1847, they were in the midst of the potato famine because they couldn't grow anything else and all their potatoes were dying. The uh, the Choctaw tribe, who had just gone through the Trail of Tears like tw- uh, 15, 20 years earlier, and saw 2,500, 6,000 of their people die on that trail... They gathered the money they could and sent $170 to the Irish people to help with the potato famine. It's about $5,000 today. Uh, and people might think it's not a lot. But however, you got to remember, these people were just ripped from their ancestral lands by the U.S. government and did what they could. Then this year, there's actually a monument in Ireland to them for that, what they did. Then this year, coronavirus, two tribes were hit very hard, the Navajo and the Hopi tribes. And there's a GoFundMe set up. In May, it's raised more now, but in May, it had raised $1.8 million for those tribes to get clean water, clean or food, and medical supplies. And hundreds of thousands of dollars came from Irish donors who were trying to repay Native Americans for what they did in the after or during the potato famine right after Trail of Tears. And on top of that, the Irish Native American relationship goes deeper than that. The 2022 World Games, which are kind of a way to showcase sports not part of the Olympics. One of those sports is lacrosse. The Iroquois Nation has a team, and the World Games leadership said, no, they can't participate. They are not a sovereign nation. Lacrosse is an Iroquois game. They invented it. They said it came to them from the creator. And Mm -hmm. people were pissed. There was a petition signed. 50,000 people signed it. And they came, the World Games leadership, they said, okay, yeah, we messed up, but we're only letting eight teams play, so we, we can't let them in. Sorry, guys. Ireland dropped out. Like, we're not playing. The Iroquois need to be there. Much respect to Ireland. But it's just, you know, it's like some kind of feel-good thing about two nations 
the like Native Americans in Ireland coming together and having a beautiful friendship. Yeah, it's actually really yeah. wholesome. I'm a fan of that story. Thank you for that. And I'm going to complain you know about sports I, after oh, this. I went more in-depth. I wrote something about it on Belly Up. That's how I had all that information readily available because I just read it earlier. Painted Spirits, mm-hmm. Ireland and Native American Friendship on Belly Sports. Go read it. I worked on it. And my sister, who has a master's degree in modern Irish history, helped me write it to get some of the facts right. Not bad. Um, honestly, I uh, it, it sucks that that was a really cool story, and I have to now talk about sports. Oh, you're going to uh, ruin it, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to ruin it totally. Jared, just uh, pick a wholesome last call. Talk about a this ain't wholesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna call I'm gonna call some people out today. All right, last call to the smooth jazz, or we may as well kick some heavy metal at this point. All right, no, please as put you, heavy metal under this instead. I might have to. I might have to put that guitar riff from uh, that I used for Bad Flips podcast intro. Um, as you folks know, obviously Eagles fan here. Um, Whoa, it's Yeah. Last two weeks have been brutal for your boy. Not only because that mustache weirdo and that camera over there giving me shit every 25 seconds. Also because, you know, I got to watch the game and comment on it during, because, you know, it's part of my job. On top of that, I have all my friends who are Browns, Giants fans just give me so much smack. And I have everyone sharing these takes with me, all these pages, like I haven't heard all this crap already. So to all of my friends who have been sharing all these takes from Eagles fan pages, calling for the benching of Carson Wentz and putting in Jalen Hurts... All right, okay, first of all, 80% of Eagles fans are brain dead. I will fully admit that right now. I will say that straight up. I am luckily not one of those 80% somehow. Because, all right, so first off, somebody said to me, Carson deserves 100% of the blame. I said, hell no, he doesn't. Does he deserve some of it? Oh, hell yeah. That decision-making this year has not been great. So I will at least give Carson Wentz 20% of the blame. The other 40, 80% are split up as following. I am going to give 35% to Mr. Dougie Peterson. Dude, what the fuck? You have a top 10 running back, and you have great receivers who are fast. You literally bade your bread and butter off RPOs and quick throws and wins. Get him out of the pocket. Have him throw quick. Tell him to get rid of the damn ball. That's something you can do on the field before the play call. The rest of the blame goes to that weird like high-pitched noise loser I could we call a GM Kevin I will admit you are right here Howie Roseman's claim to fame was robbing the Dolphins of Jay Ajahi his draft classes have been atrocious he passed up on DK Metcalf for JJ Ortega Whiteside who by the way has less touchdown catches than some offensive linemen in this league looking at you Dennis Kelly Eagles Eagle for life. All right. On top of that, this man has passed up on. So my boy Emmanuel Acho, who is part of um, for uh, uh, speak for yourself in Fox Sports One. Honestly, he's gotten so much better since Whitlock left. Kevin, I know how much you hate Whitlock. So Acho was a very well-spoken man, smart guy, former Eagles. So I got love for him regardless. Also, Team Five One. Um, he said this today. How are you going to draft a quarterback in the second round who's not going to play? I'm not saying that Hurts should play. Why didn't you go draft an offensive lineman? Or take another stab at a receiver before you went and got one in the fifth with John Hightower. Or fourth. 
Why didn't you go take a stab at Denzel Mims, who was available? Chase Claypool was available. T. Higgins, who was available. If you really wanted to help your quarterback, why did your GM take another quarterback who you use for gadget plays? And it was the smartest thing I heard all that. Yes, is Carson the problem? Partially, the turnovers and the decision making have not been great. The play calling has been the worst thing ever. Doug Peterson needs to either relinquish his play calling or get the hell out of town. Our patience is gone. When he said Jason Peters should remain as the starting left tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday, uh, next Sunday, I almost ripped my hair off my scalp. That man allowed four sacks to Olivier Vernon. Or no, three sacks, one hurry. Olivier Vernon hasn't been a good player since he was wearing Miami Dolphins white. He sucked in New York. He sucked all of his time here in, in Cleveland. But that man looked like an all-pro on Sunday because Jason Peters can't block the broad, can't block the sunlight, much less a defensive tackle. I mean, a defensive lineman. So, Jeffrey Lurie said today that if they don't turn the season around, heads are going to roll. Paraphrasing, but still. I know who those two heads are. Two last guys I mentioned. Lurie, I mean, not Lurie, Roseman and Peterson. Doug's job's a little more secure than Roseman. Roseman's been on thin ice for two years now. Two missed... Two missed trade deadlines in a row, bad draft picks, and a lot of rumors about him telling Doug who he can and cannot play. I think Lurie's had enough of Howie Roseman, and I think I've had enough of Howie Roseman, so it's 90% of Philadelphia. So, this is now for Carson Wentz. Kev, you can keep uh, scrolling your phone. You're good here. My man, I have been a staunch defender of you since week one of 2016, the 2016 season. I did not want to draft you. I wanted us to draft Zeke Elliott and draft like Dak in the third round. Not kidding. I wanted the Cowboys strategy. I'll fully admit it. But you earned my respect. You earned my trust. You became my honest and my current current favorite player. I will fully admit it. But this year, you really disappointed me. I don't know if it's because you got a new kid. Listen, fatherhood changed people. You got married. Whatever. I don't care. I always wear your jersey on Sundays. It's a good luck to my team. I had your game jersey for our Super Bowl run, and I now I bought one this year because I bulk put on a lot of muscle and my shoulders don't fit my old, old jersey anymore. Socks, but that's what happens. I bought a new one. I will not wear your jersey again until you prove to me you are a legit starting quarterback. So this week, I'll be wearing my favorite Eagles jersey, Brian Dawkins, the true Eagle, the unofficial mascot and patron of my team. The only athlete I actually look up to is my personal hero, because you shouldn't look up to athletes as your personal heroes. I look at him as a role model. So, Weapon X up. Carson Wentz, man up. Um, Eagles, I know it's stacked against the deck. And Pat picks, picked you as his gimme, against you as his gimme. Give me something. All right? That defense can't stop a fucking cold, much less a, a pass. So, it's in Philadelphia. Do something here. That's all I got. You guys got anything else? Any plugs? Sponsorships? Any wishes for Thanksgiving before we roll out of here? Um, Sunday, collide. Watch or hear Jared text about how terrible the Eagles are doing against the Seahawks and hear me loving life. You know, it's really great to hear one of your best friends comment about your misery, but... That's yeah, sports-related. It's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pat, anything else you want to add? Um... Yeah, just uh, everyone have a really good Thanksgiving. Um, you know, if you're doing the Skype thing or, you know, having guests over or what have you, uh, 
Just make sure you're safe and make sure you all love one another. All right. Um. So, uh, last quick thing here before we roll out, because we're about to hit the 130 mark soon, and uh, that honestly is about what our usual Thanksgiving show goes for. Uh, first of all, I want to give thanks to a couple people right now. Uh, these two screwballs right here in this ch- in this uh, chat with me. Uh, Kevin, of course, has been my sidekick and number two man for oh, over a year and a half now. Kev, we actually hit the just missed the two year anniversary of the corner booth, which we didn't even acknowledge because we've been kicking ass so much. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, two years. We want to thank all of the viewers and the people who have listened to our show, helped us grow. But if sports, Mike Blaine. My cousin-in-law, Brian, everyone who helped get this podcast started, um, two years strong, we're kicking ass. We want to thank Mark, Savannah, and now Pat, all of you who have been involved, even if they were involved for an episode or more. Uh, all of our sponsors, Breckenridge Brew, Mans- uh, Manscapes, the uh, other show, but uh, Breckenridge Brew, Hoff Sauce, uh, Invader Coffee, Teespring. Um, Kong Brewing. Or Kong Beer yeah. Bong. Kong Beer Bong. Like, guys, we love all of you so much, and thank you so much for everything you do for our show. And I want to wish you all a very happy and healthy Thanksgiving. If you are actually going to see family, be safe. Drive safely. Uh, I'm actually going to visit family, thank God. And uh, it's going to be a fun time. But uh, I want to wish you all a very happy, healthy Thanksgiving. And we will see you guys on Tuesday. Enjoy your weekend. And we're thankful for the listeners. I said that too, guys. Yeah. Thank you for everyone who listens. Seriously, you guys make this show. Appreciate it. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.